0: Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today, we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's word never returns to him void. So let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. So great to see you. We are still talking about how the mind works, actually how to think. Guys, first off, Let me just, I felt it in my heart as Holy Spirit uh, asked me to to say this. I am aware and I know that a lot of you are really, you know, in pain, struggling. Um, You've been prayed for by so so and so and so and so many people. Nothing has changed. I know that. I know. I'm not seated here thinking that I know it all. No. Maybe I don't, but I know that Papa God, he knows. He doesn't want you in pain not one second longer. He doesn't want you sick not one second longer. He doesn't want you, on a, how do you say, say that, in stress, in fear, in anxiety, in, you know, mental type of illnesses. He does not want that for you. I have to tell you that and make that clear that I'm teaching and I'm not teaching, I'm not really teaching experience and yet it is. Because I've been through it. I was there where you are right now. Maybe I was there. So I know how that is. And I also know how it is when it's a struggle, when you don't see things happening at once. But the topic I'm talking about, that is really what I changed. I have to be honest about that. Because mentally, I had to totally surrender to the Lord. I had to change my mind. And mind you, I was already in the word, studying the word, uh, uh, thinking about the word. But there were still parts, bits and pieces of my mind that were not renewed. There were still parts because the Bible tells us, and I showed you that as a man thinks in his heart so is he. Proverbs 23, 7. As you think in your heart, that's that's who you are. And I said, as a man thinks in his heart, so you is. (laughs) You know, I know that's not correct, but it's like, so you is that's just I cannot change that because it's in the word and to me the word is truth so never ever think that um I'm not thinking about you guys or I'm just thinking about well you sorted out all by yourself no papa God I'm still alive and papa God he asked me to become a teacher I never knew that I had a talent I just thought well I have no talent that's it you know but I'm a teacher so that's why I'm teaching what he taught me I'm giving it to you it's like I'm breaking the bread and this topic and actually every topic I've stated it of every topic this topic is vital it's essential it's crucial because it's it's talking about how we think. It's it's addressing the mindset. And you might think, "But I'm sick. I understand that." No, Cindy, you don't understand. I'm in pain. I do understand that. But we have to change how we think, our thoughts, our imaginations, our perceptions. You know, uh, uh, our purpose, our mode of thinking. We need to change those type of things. Otherwise, we can never use the mind of christ and never change well the mindset um we're talking about how to think a mindset it's it's your belief system it's how you how you think how you believe what you believe your your perceptions it's it's your thoughts it shapes your life because that's how you think now um in it is, like I said, imagination, and I can address that, but I really want to go uh, on a different slant, but your imagination, it's a big, big part, because if you go with me to Genesis, and uh, to Genesis 11, because a lot of people, they, they, they don't think that what I don't see on the inside of you has so much to do with what I will see on the outside everything starts on the inside first it comes from the inside to the outside so that's why we can blame people we can say stuff we can even blame ourselves because i did this wrong that one did that to me that's why i got sick that's why oh, oh and that might be even true but yet i am the one i can change how i think and it's not it looks difficult but it's not So Genesis 11, and uh, let's start at verse five. This is the story of the, the Tower of Babel. And the people, they were like one, and they wanted to build a tower that reached up into the heavens. But that's not something Papa God told them to do. So this was a flesh thing. This was a human thing. He never said, come up to me, build a tower and come up to me. They wanted to do that. So first five stars that the Lord came down. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of man had built. Verse six. And the Lord said, indeed, the people are one. They all have one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing that they have imagined to do will be withheld from them well what is that imagination how come nothing will be withheld from them if they imagine it that's just like you know bogus you know like imagination well the imagination is there in your heart it's in that mindset is how you think because it's how you perceive your perception is how you imagine things now when people are sick and i was there you know, I know a time I was in the um, the hospital, and I was there for like a month. And I did not like the environment, but it became a little bit like a comfort zone because somewhere I felt safe being in the hospital. You know, they could check on me, and they could monitor the pain. And I got morphine intravenously. I got fed intravenously, so it felt a little bit safe, but of course, it wasn't that safe. And I started like getting used to the environment where I was. And do you know how I know how I knew that? Everything that I saw became familiar to me. I, I noticed that I had no vision. Now, the Bible tells us where there is no vision that people perish. I was perishing, dying. I was slowly dying. And uh, when I came home, there was just a time they said, well, maybe just go home. And um, sometimes, you know, uh, uh, patients, they just get a spark back of life. So I went home. When I when I stepped into my house, I was like, oh, I forgot the color on the walls. I forgot my own house. I forgot what it looked like. I truly had no vision anymore because something in my mindset shifted, I was giving up. I was quitting because I know how it is to be in pain morning, noon and night. And I was intoxicated because the, the morphine just made me woozy. So I was like a little bit in la la land and then I was out of it, you know, a bit, a bit like that. But the pain was still there. It just numbed the pain a bit. So when I came home, I understood That I was, I had no vision. I had no vision for the future. I just lived day by day because that's the only thing I could, I thought I could handle. And my mindset had shifted. I was thinking myself down in a downward spiral. But I got out of it because I'm still here. But I had to make a choice. And the choice was, I wanted to live. That's the first choice that I made here in my mind. Where do we make decisions and choices? Here in our minds, I'm pointing to this. But it's like the mindset is my thought system, my think system, is what I believe. Now, these people in Genesis 11, 11, 6, nothing that they have imagined would be withheld from them. So if you if would imagine yourself running, skiing, jumping, swimming, whatever the thing is that you cannot do right now, seeing yourself with a new heart, seeing yourself with those things. There's this guy and he is a, a, a law of attraction coach. His name is Joe Dispenser, And uh, I, I don't say that his source is good or bad, I don't know him, but I just heard his story. That this man, he did like a triad. Is it a triathlon where you do three things or many things? You know, you swim, you you cycle, you do you, you run. Well, he was doing that, so he was in good shape. But he got hit uh, while he was cycling by a car. So in the hospital, the doctor told him, "Well, that's it. You can never cycle again." You know, all those type of things. I think it was also he couldn't walk again and those type of things. Do you know what he did? He felt on the inside as if a voice was telling him, no, you know, you will. You will walk. You will do those type of things. And then you know what he started doing? He started imagining a totally good, perfect spine. So he saw himself whole. And if he couldn't see it, he would stop and start over again. That guy is walking, cycling, doing whatever he he did before. He never had the operation. He just imagined himself. But isn't that what Papa God is saying? So is it only for him? No, it's for us. We can imagine those things. That's a way of thinking how we can think. But a lot of people, they keep. In front of them, in their imagination, what I cannot see, no one can see that certain types of pictures, certain types of, I always say, movie trailers about their future. They see a coffin. They see themselves in a coffin. They think about that. They see their spouse crying. They see their children crying. They see how they uh, speak those words like, I'm not going to make it, and I'm sick, and blah, blah, blah. They see those things. But what if you truly can imagine, like Papa God is saying it's they're not my words, you can just check it yourself. Don't take my word for it. Go and check what Genesis eleven six says and in different translations it says something else. But go and check it out for yourself. that hey, let me try and change my imagination. Shift my imagination from thinking about a coffin for yourself and seeing yourself walking, seeing yourself in an upward position, standing up, seeing yourself living without pain. Yes, you can do that because I did that. And it's not that I'm so I'm so smart. Yeah, I can like imagine, like, wow. I had to just start somewhere, and I had to take those thoughts captive that did not align with the Word of God. So that's your imagination. and actually, I want to go a different route to somewhere else because I want to talk about how to think i'm gonna we're gonna do this in a few sets, like uh, I want to talk about the mind of Christ because if you think. Hey, I cannot do that, Cindy. I cannot change my imagination. I cannot change the way I'm thinking. I'm depressed. A lot of mental illnesses, and I am I might not be the, how do you say that, uh, a great educate, educator on mental illnesses because when people listen to my healing journey story, they don't find mental illness. But what I never talk about is because I don't think about it. It's not like um it's it's in my, how to say that, it's in my mind. And I just went over it, so to speak, was depression and burnout and suicide. I, I rarely talk about those things because I'm not thinking about it. But today I will address it because I had suicidal thoughts. They were like haunting me and also in dreams. I would stand, you know, um, on top of a uh, like a a high building, and a thought would just pop up, say, "Just jump." Uh, when I was, you know, on a train station, you know, on the on the, I was standing there, and just a thought, "Just jump." The train is coming, jump. I had a lot of suicidal thoughts from when I was younger. I in my mind, there was this thought, "I'm not loved. What what am I doing here?" And I thought. I cannot get out of the situation. I cannot get out of this house. No one can help me. Because if I was looking for help to get out of the house, to, to, to find help for me and my siblings, it only would get worse because people, they did not believe a child. And even if they thought, well, something is off. But still, we were still in the house as children. Things were still happening to us so suicidal thoughts were just you know growing on me they were getting stronger and stronger now when my oldest brother died when he was 16 i was 14 he was my best friend he was the only one that i had who would look after me you know like that because we were both children but then he died and i got so how do you say that my heart it hurted me in my mind i had all these thoughts Why didn't I die? I also want to die. So the suicide thoughts, they were just, you know, now clinging to me and very strong. So one day I was 16 years uh, of age and something happened again. And it, it would happen like every single day, every single day, or it was a beating or it was mental abuse or it was, you know, physical or it was terrible. And I got like, I thought I was going crazy because I thought. Am I so unlovable? Am I so ugly? Am I so bad? Am I was such a bad child, you know? And in my mindset, something grew that was wrong. It was metastasizing. So I was 16 years of age. That thing happened. I went to my room and I said, That's it. I don't want to live no more. I already had attempted suicide, but the only thing that happened, I jumped out of the window and I didn't die. I thought that I would jump and it would kill me. I thought I would land on my head on the stony ground and then I would, you know, that would be it. That didn't happen. I made like a turn (laughs) while I was jumping. I can laugh right now. It wasn't a laughing matter, but I can laugh right now. I jumped out of the window. Well, it was not out of the window. It was like a a balcony. I jumped off the balcony and in my my flight, I turned. I, I didn't know that happens, you know. I turned, I hit my eye with my knee, and I fell on the grass. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, I was alive. I was still alive. And then I had to, you know, knock on the door with my my eye like that blue, and it hurt it. And it was I fell hard on the grass. So thank the Lord I didn't hit my head because what would have happened when I hit my head on the stone? I had to and knock on the door of my neighbor who was living on, uh, living downstairs because in Amsterdam, you know, you got people living on like you got four stories and then uh, uh, everyone is living on a different uh, uh, floor. And then she had to open it and she was like, what happened? And I said, I lied. I said, I fell off the balcony. I did not fall. So I had to go upstairs, ring the bell, and tell the one who was taking care of me, I fell off the balcony. And the person laughed, just laughed in my face. Well, there was more hurt in my heart when the person laughed like that. Man, I was like, why am I still alive? So back to the, I was 16 years of age, And that's it. I said, it's been two years since my brother died and the the pain in my heart, there's no one who, you know, uh, from an adult uh, who holds me or who asks me, how are you holding up? Not one single time. And my friends, of course, but not someone who was, you know, who was supposed to take care of us, who was supposed to love us. So, you know what I I had in mind? I'm going to take all the pills that I can get and I would just peacefully sleep in and die. Well, I started, you know, going downstairs because my my room was upstairs and I started finding pills. I got to my room. I started, you know, taking the pills, taking the pills. And I thought, I'm not dying, you know, like I'm still alive. But something happened. I fell on my back and I thought, you no, know, something is happening, and I felt my heartbeat going from you know it went like very slow. And then I got scared. Fear crept my crept my heart. I was like, I don't want to die. That's what I said. But I felt like I'm too late. I'm going to die. And when people find me, the person that I want to run away from. That person will live, and no one will know what what actually happened to me. You see how the mind works. How I was thinking it wasn't right. So, uh, you see, I did not die. <laughs> then, all of a sudden, in my heart, I was talking because I couldn't really speak because it was like I wanted to say something, but I was like slowly falling into like this sleeping mode, and I saw a picture of me getting up, uh, putting my my finger in my mouth. So I saw that, and in just a second, I did that. Mind you, I was 16 years of age. I didn't know I could talk to God. I didn't, didn't understand God. I didn't know those type of things. So I did that. I started putting my finger in my mouth, so the strength came from somewhere. I do believe it's the Lord, and I started vomiting. But not everything, because I still felt... A little bit woozy now what I did then um, I left the house so that's the day that I because I left the house at 16 years of age I left the house because I couldn't uh, be there anymore it was too it was it was difficult it was very difficult so now a few of my friends, I called them. We still had the green telephone booths. Booths, and I called uh, a few of my friends. They came to get me, and they brought me to the hospital. And in the hospital, um, uh, they 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 started pumping, you know, um, pumping everything out of my my system, my 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 stomach. And then they asked me so many questions, but I saw my friends crying. Man, I'm holding back tears right now because I'm I'm seeing that. But I saw them crying, and that's when I thought, what am I doing? They are crying because they love me. Why am I thinking this? Why is this suicide thing? It's like a mental issue, but I didn't know that. I didn't know there were mental illnesses and mental issues. I did not know. So that's when I made a decision. I'm I'm never going to do this. I'm never going to. Commit suicide, but in the years after, I was haunted by suicidal thoughts. I was depressed, but I could not be depressed because you know. Afterwards, when I had children, you know, I got married. I had children. Things were even rougher, and I still had to get up in the morning, take care of the kids. You know, still stand even if I was beaten up by my ex husband or spit in my face or whatever thing that was happening, I got like a. a, a How do you say that? Uh, Orange juice in my face and I had to clean it up of the walls and all those type of things. There was blood on the wall and it was my blood. So I've been through a lot and all those things. How do we process those things? Well, I can tell you that suicidal thoughts, they stopped because I had to stop them. It's how we think. I had to change my mindset. Now, I'm not telling you my sad little story. I'm telling you so you understand. It was not just that I was just sick. No, it came from how I was thinking. It came from a mindset that hated myself. I hated myself. Now, a lot of autoimmune diseases, they stem from that. A lot of uh, uh, sicknesses and diseases, they stem from those things. Now, then I found out. That my grandfather, he had shot himself over a woman because of a woman. Then I found out that a lot of people in my family line committed, uh, tried to commit suicide. And for some, they died of it. So I saw that every child um, in my family, where I grew up, in our house, every single one of us had the same thing. We we didn't want to live no more. It was too hard. It was too difficult. And suicide was the thing that we were thinking about. All of us attempted suicide. I was not the only one. But you always feel alone in those type of things. And then it all changed when I understood that I was three parts. Because I thought, well... This is just the way it is. I can never give in, to, uh, give in to depression or burnout while I knew it was there. I never went to a doctor to check if I was depressed, to check if I had a burnout. I knew it. How was, you know, I knew it. When I hear people about depression and burnout, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I, I know that. I know that. But I don't, I rarely talk about that. So when I understood I was three a three-part being i am a spirit i have a soul and i live in a body it all changed for me it all changed when i understood john 14:1. let not your heart be troubled man everything changed and then it says believe in god and believe in me i was like what In the message translation, don't let things throw you. But trust in God, trust in in me. That's what Jesus says. I was like, what? I can do that? I can speak to my mindset. I can speak to my thoughts. I can change and shift. I can change my whole imagination. I can do that? Yes, we can. Because if I can, you can. Now, I got rid of depression kind of thoughts and feelings, burnt eye kind of thoughts and feelings, uh, suicidal uh, thoughts and feelings and those type of things. I'm such a happy person, and it's not because I'm seated here, so now I'm acting up, you know, I'm acting like happy, like, what did we go? <laughs> no, I am a happy, truly happy person. Just like everyone, I can also get tired because there's a lot to do in ministry, a lot to do in church, and a lot to do in those type of things, you know. I'm a grandma. I got my grandbaby sometimes, and they wake up early. So I can also, you know, get tired, but still, I can smile. I can have fun. I have peace. How come? It's how I think. It's how I process things. Now, there was a part that was demonic. Because it was, you know, in that bloodline. So that spirit still wanted to, you know, get a victim. And I said, no, you're not having me and not you're not having my children. Because my daughter, and I will bring her on one day, she fell into depression. And I saw, because it's my my daughter, I don't want her in depression. So, you know, I prayed for her. And one day I was... Uh, taking my authority, commanding that spirit of depression. I was binding the spirit of depression, commanding to go. You know what happened? She was standing in front of me, facing that that way. And I was looking at her from this side. So she was standing here, face her, her face was turned that way. And I commanded that spirit of an, um, depression, get out, leave in Jesus' name. From the back of her head, so her head is like this, her face is turned that way. I saw this happening. Something came off like this. And I looked and I saw something, but you know what it did? It reattached. And I was like, what? (laughs) But then Holy Spirit talked to me and said, she has to make a choice herself that she doesn't want to have. That you see again the choice. Why am I talking about choices, talking about this, uh, my own mental issues that I had? Because I don't have them anymore. But it started with making a decision. I made a decision to think differently. Now, I did not do that. All by myself, and now I can pat myself on the back. I did it, and I changed the way I was thinking, and I shifted my mind, and I did this, and I, and I, and I, and I, and I I. know how did I do it. I did it with the mind of Christ. I knew that in the name of Jesus, I could take authority over how I was thinking, I could stop certain things. And I could think certain things differently. I could tell my heart, you know, my heart is where my mind is do not be troubled. And I did that every single day. And I, I still do it. Well, not as much now, but I did that. I say, heart, this is a command and an order. I command you untroubled, unperturbed, undisturbed. I command you relaxed, at ease, cool, in faith, assured, in the name of Jesus. And that's an order. And you know why? Because I believe in God and I believe in Jesus. I believe in the word. And then I would say, don't let things throw you. You know, that's a message translation. So I took different translations and I would speak that to my heart. I would place my hand here and I say, I know my heart is not here, but it's, you know, I was like, I'm talking to you. I said, heart, heart, listen, listen, I'm talking to you. You better not act up because we're walking by faith and not by sight. Because you can do that. But I didn't do it all by myself. I'm this uh, self-healing uh, teaching. No, uh, no, 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 no. no. The mind of Christ. I started relying on the mind of Christ that you have, that I have, because we are a triune being. Isn't that great? So, go with me to 1 Corinthians 2.16. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. You see, we got that. So I started saying, I got the mind of Christ. Man, that was great. I have the mind of Christ. I could think differently. I could imagine differently. I could change my perception, and I could change my purpose. I could change my mode of thinking. I could change my belief system. Didn't know I could do that. Once I knew, I started doing that. And it's not just mental illnesses. It's also for your help and healing. So listen to this. Philippians 2, 5. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. It is ours. We can use it. Why would he put that in the word and then we cannot use it or we do not have to use it? We just have to suffer. Yeah, we just have to suffer with mental illnesses and sicknesses and diseases and illness. No, no. He does not want us to, us to suffer not one second longer. He doesn't want you in the mental illness because he loves you so much. He sent Jesus who died on the cross, rose again, went up to heaven, finished it all and said, here, here. Now, you can also do it because I became a man to show you that you can. And now you don't have to do it all by yourself. I'm living on the inside of you. You know, Galatians 4, that he has sent for the spirit of his son into our hearts. And we can cry out, Abba, Father, so we are no longer slaves, but we are sons, you know, and daughters, of course. So that same Jesus lives on the inside of you with his mind, of course, because his mind is not on the outside. Jesus lives on the inside of you. You cannot see him. I cannot see it. You cannot feel it. You cannot touch it. You cannot smell it. You cannot hear it. You cannot taste it. But you can know it. And you can start believing that. And it will change the course of your life. Because that Jesus did not came to uh, come to live on the inside of you just a little bit. It was not just his hand on the inside of you. It's not just a feet on the inside of you. No, the whole of Jesus, his glorious self, Jesus, lives on the inside of you. And he lives there with his mind for us to use because it's yours. You can go and check it out yourself. Seeing if I'm crazy or not. I know I'm not crazy because I know where I was and I know where I am now. And I can only thank the Lord because it had nothing to do with me. The only thing that I did was believe and receive and release what was already on the inside of me. Okay. So here we see. That um uh, let's go also go to First Peter 1 13. I know I'm giving a, a little bit more uh, Bible verses, but I just want to show you first 1 Peter 1:13. 1, Therefore, preparing your minds for action, and I know that there's much more. Let me just go further, and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, that first part. Therefore, preparing your minds. There it is again. You can prepare your mind. If I cannot prepare my mind, why would He put it here? So, the mind of Christ is what we have because Jesus came to live on the inside. Woohoo! This is your part to shout. Yes! You know, like that. Woohoo! Hallelujah! And then it's yours in Christ Jesus. You can prepare your mind to take action, to do what you want it to do. You can do that. You can let not your heart be troubled. You can speak to your mind. You can shift because you got the mind of Christ. Now, go with me to uh, Philippians 4 because, okay, now, Cindy, you might say, that's a great story. I'm still in pain. I still don't have my healing physical manifestation. I'm still, you know, mentally ill. I still have ADHD, ODC. I I don't know all those stuff, but a lot of things, things we cannot even pronounce. I know, I know, but listen, if I can do it, you can do it. I'm not better. (laughs) I'm not stronger. It's just. We need to use faith and believe what's in the word. Do you know to use the mind of Christ or to understand it, we need the word, but to use the mind of Christ is aligning your mind with his mind. And actually, it's like your mind goes into his mind and it becomes one in him. So. If we uh, stop thinking the way we were thinking, because that's literally insanity, keeping the same thought system, but but still, you know, wanting to have a different outcome, that's never going to work. Never, never, never. Sorry to say that. So let's go to Philippians 4, and there I, I, I'm going to show you how you can think, because you're like, okay, now I understand. He lives on the inside of me. I can use the mind of Christ. I got the mind of Christ. Okay, Cindy, I understand that. Yeah. Okay, you got rid of the suicide. You got rid of the depression. You got rid of the uh uh the burnout. Um, your daughter, my daughter, she she got rid of it by herself. I just love her testimony because she that girl, 15 years of age, she just understood taking authority and commanding things. That's that's what I taught her, and she did it. All of a sudden, one day, I heard "get out," but really loud, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, what's happening to my, my baby girl?" She was not a baby girl anymore, but you know, they're still so small in our eyes as parents. So I came into the room, and I found her on the bed, and she was like, "It's gone," and I was like, "What's well, gone?" You know, because I wasn't in faith. I was like, "Who did something to my girl?" That thing left her, but she had to make a choice herself. When she did it herself, you know what happened? Whenever it tried to come back with certain type of things, she could stop it herself. I never knew if I was going to wake up and find my child alive in her room, because she changed. She would lock herself up in the room she became a different person in the time that she was depressed and had a burnout. When she looked into my eyes, it was like, that that's not my daughter. It was like someone else was looking at me. There was such anger. She just changed. It was like her heart grew cold. Uh, we have a little dog and she would always, you know, caress the dog and those type of things. She wouldn't even look at the dog. The dog would irritate her. I would irritate her. And all of a sudden, After she took the choice, she spoke against it. That thing left. She turned into a different person. She also uh, was contemplating suicide. You know, uh, she wanted to slit her wrist and those type of things. Well, I'm so happy that she understood the authority and uh, she could speak for herself. Okay, Philippians 4, how to think. Uh, Philippians 4, 8, sorry. Meditate on these things. Why would I meditate on these things? Well, I told you already, Isaiah 26, 3, that he who keeps his mind stayed steadfast on the Lord, on the word, on the things according, in line with the word, Papa God keeps in perfect peace. Okay, to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So finally, brethren, meditate on these things. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true. Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, lovely, whatever things are good, report, virtuous, praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Isn't everything that I just mentioned, because then now people are going like, I don't know what is noble. I don't know what's pure. What is a lovely thought? What's good report? Calm down, calm down. It's all the word. The word is pure. The word is lovely. The word is good report. The word is noble. The word is just. It's the word. The word is virtuous. The word is praiseworthy. So instead of you focusing or thinking like you like the old mindset that you had, instead of focusing and thinking the way the world wants you to think, we 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 do not need to be conformed to this world. We don't need to think the world's way. We need to think the word's way. So and, and and listen to this because. The Bible first goes further. I just love this Bible first. Man, I just spoke it every day. Verse 9. The things which you've learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Well, I, I always said it like this. I said, okay, the things which I learned and received from you, Jesus, so from the word, Heard and saw in you, Jesus, these I do. And the God of peace is with me. So I am in an atmosphere of peace. My 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 whole body glows with peace. You know, I was just, it, peace comes out of my pores. I, I'm always talking in line with the word like that. And I talk to my mind. I said, listen, mind. And that's, uh, this is just, hey, you can call me crazy. I'm not crazy. I talk to my mind. I said, mind, listen here. And I wrote it down. <laughs> I said, mind, heart, will, spirit of my mind, love my heart. I would just talk to everything that I thought that was there. Imagination, perception, feeling, emotion, desires, appetites, affections, um, mode of thinking, belief system, amegala, because that's a little part that we have here that 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 uh, uh stores the, the fear, you know, those type of things. I was talking to the Recticular Activity Center, uh, the physical brain. And I said, you better listen to me in the name of Jesus. I command you. All junk goes out <laughs> and the word comes in and you stick to the word. You embrace it. You say yes to it. You walk by it because I walk by faith and not by sight. So we walk by the word and not by the world's way. We walk by the word and not by sight in the name of Jesus. And I better not catch you thinking on things that are not in line with the word. That's how I was speaking to my mind. If you would have come into my room or into my house, you would have said, this girl is crazy. I wasn't crazy. I know what I'm talking about because we can talk to the mind (laughs) how to think i can i can choose you can make a decision so then how to think what to think i just showed you philippians 4 8 i'm just taking checking which one is it because i got so much work (laughs) i just put it in a bag because hey i'm just checking where are my my healing scriptures because there's so much all right here are my healing scriptures I even got many more. I don't know. Then you take the word. You take it in your mouth. I commanded my mind. I said, mind, listen to me. Third John 1, 2, you keep it in the forefront of my mind. Whatever happens, bring that up at once. And you know, it started doing that. (laughs) You might think, that's not true. Well, you just go and try it because I know it's true. And I'm teaching this to people. And it is true. So when something happens, what pops up? Third John 1, 2. Because I'm like that. I'm just talking to my mind. I can let down my heart be troubled. How? By talking to it. I can, I can choose to think the mind of Christ. What is the mind of Christ? The word. And it's right here. It's mine. So I can just say, uh, no, we're not going to think in doom and gloom and sickness. We're going to think in hell. We're going to think in divine health. We're going to think in that the law of the spirit of life is working on the inside of me. We're going to think that he himself took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. We're going to think, you know, by his stripes I were healed. That's how to think, actually. Now, we all need to think like that as children of God, because you've got a different mindset that you can use and you can have your own mindset renewed by the word of God. So I just, you know, wrote down the scriptures on health and healing, spoke that out, and I commanded my heart, my mindset, my imagination, everything that was there to follow it, to think about it, to meditate on it, to, you know, walk by it, to whatever I commanded it to do. And it did that. Everything starts from the inside out. So I'm looking at a time. (laughs) My time is flying and there's so much to cover because we, we can still go deeper into this topic of the mindset right now. Listen, you can adjust the way you're thinking. And I told you about my daughter, if a girl and and she's not the only one i got a lot of youth, they do that. If a girl, 15 years of age if she can do it you can do it you can bind a spirit of infirmity you can bind a spirit of, of fear you can bind a spirit of depression anxiety uh panic attacks you can do that you can ask holy spirit how the word tells you that you can matthew 16:18. whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven whatever you lose on earth is loose in heaven So, you can do that. You got that authority. You can command it. But also, right now, in the name of Jesus, I'm speaking to every single one suffering from oppression, from depression, uh, from uh, uh, how do you say that? From fear, anxiety, um, uh, what kind of mental illness? I don't know all the names, but mental illnesses, from suicide thoughts from thoughts to quit, from thoughts of being a failure or being sick all the time. In the name of Jesus, I bind those spirits in Jesus' name, and I command you free in Jesus' name. And I speak that somewhere in your heart, something starts shifting and changing in the name of Jesus. And all of a sudden, your mind clears up. I command all the fogginess, go, get out. Move out in Jesus' name and that your mind becomes clear to see the truth. Whatever was trying to hinder you from getting the revelation, from getting and stepping out of the mental illness, the depression, the burnout, whatever the name is, the fear, the anxiety, right now I command that to stop. Hindus, you stop. Satan, you stop it in Jesus' name. And I'm setting you free in the name of Jesus so that you can walk in a freedom that you've never had before in Jesus' name. And every single one who is listening right now, because I might not get to all the questions, who is in pain right now, I command that spirit of infirmity, that spirit of pain, you stop it right now in the name of Jesus. And I command you, leave get out. And I speak life into your body. I speak a pain free life in Jesus name. You make the decision. That's it today. That's it. You're going to think, imagine yourself whole, healthy, in health, walking in divine health in Jesus name. And I speak that you get that courage, that hope that you know that you can do that in the name of Jesus. I'm speaking to an, a suicide spirits that tried to trap you in the name of Jesus. I bind those spirits in Jesus' name right now. Suicide spirit, stop it in Jesus' name. And I speak freedom in your mind, in your thinking. And I speak life that you've got only thoughts of living and lively things in Jesus' name. Thank you, Papa God, for taking such good care of your children. I'm so sorry. I'm looking at the time. So... um. I just spoke um, that prayer. You can speak it after me and you speak it over yourself. Doris says, so Matthew 16, 19. That's right. Um, let me see. I'm I'm going to get to your prayer, Tina. Um, let me see. Uh, request, I need to change imagination. I will be well, able to enjoy any future grandchildren, seeing myself well, seeing myself being able to drive, and well without feeling depressed. Um, I'm going... Like I'm going to pass out. Okay. Please pray that my iron anemia leaves now, the blackout and the feeling of it leaves. No more pressure on now. In the name of Jesus, I just prayed and I know I know that prayer, it's got power because it's not in my name. It's in the name of Jesus. But in the name of Jesus, I just speak that something shifts in your heart. While you, you heard the teachings, you listen to this teaching, and then something just clicks on the inside, your imagination that it will shift, that you will see yourself in the future doing what you could not do. And everything that Anna started, the source of that anemia, the source of whatever is wrong in your body, We stop it. I command it. Stop right now. And I speak life and wholeness and health and healing in your body right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Man, Papa God is so good. James says, great words, Cindy. If I got mentally attacked, worship has won the victory every time. Yes, because now your focus, it shifts. Oh, man, Papa God is so good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Joe says, hold on, pray, learn from the word, talk with Jesus, pray in tongues, keep trusting. That's right. Thank you for this. There's a loud ringing in my ears, causing me not to sleep well at night. Ringing in the ears, stop it right now. Ringing, stop in Jesus' name. Ears, open up. Ears, I command you normal without the ringing, and I command sweet sleep in Jesus' name right now. Thank you, Lord. Michelle says, I'm fighting so much pain and multiple symptoms, but it doesn't go. And I have others pray for me, but it won't go. What can I do? That's why I had this teaching, because I know and I started by saying this, what you're saying right now. I know that that has happened, but everything starts from the outside, from the inside out. So what can you do is asking Holy Spirit for help. Holy Spirit. What is the hold of? Holy Spirit? Is there a blockage? Holy Spirit. What is the strategy? Uh, next. Um, keep on doing uh, and not growing weary while doing good, so keep on in the word check, am I really in authority am I really resting in the finished work of of, of Christ you know, you can check those things but I'm talking about something, about the mind and that it's it has to start on the inside I don't know what what people are thinking I don't know how the imagination is I don't know what they're speaking all day long I don't know so I don't know what you can do but every single thing I'm talking about just try and shift and change it I just spoke the prayer and it's for everyone so just take it, go back uh, uh, to where I was praying for instance and you take it and you speak it out of your own mouth because we can do that we can pray ourselves, speak to our body ourselves if it doesn't go, if it gets worse Sometimes it's even a good sign because it knows it has to go out. So it tries, you know, to know I'm not getting out of my house because they think it's their house. No, it's not your house. You're just defending your health and your healing. If it doesn't go, don't speak it out so much and say, oh, it doesn't go, it doesn't go, because you will have what you say. It will not go. You start speaking out and it will go in the name of Jesus. And I am pain free. In the name of Jesus, you see, speaking it out. Then seeing yourself, using your imagination, seeing yourself pain-free, seeing yourself doing the things that you couldn't do. Start adjusting and and, and shifting the mindset, using the mind of Christ, being single-minded. So that's what you can do. So, guys, I'm so sorry, but I have to go. So thank you so much. Oh, Doris said there was a question I was asking about Matthew 16, 19. Oh, so we bind what we don't want and lose what we want. Yes, that's it. You you bind what you don't want to have and then command it to get out. Because if something is bound like that, it just stands there. So you just tell it, hey, get out, leave. Don't return again. And then you lose what you do want to have. That's that's actually the way I'm I'm speaking. I say, I curse this and this, or I command so, so-and-so to die, or I bind dead in that spirit. And then I speak what I do want to have. I bless the person. I bless the body. You know, I speak life because you can do that. I lose that life, that resurrection life that's already in the inside because Jesus is there. I lose that so that death uh, physically manifests. So sorry. I didn't uh, notice that that was a question. So sorry. So um, thank you so much for all your support to Healing Journeys today. Thank you so much. I'm Cindy Mesa signing out. Thank you so much. Bye-bye, everyone. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah fifty three five says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.